Chart Chat is a member of the Tej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, March 25th, 2019. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Caitlin's back. How's it going? It's going. I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to do. But all of it's good. All of it's fun. Most of it is audio and freelance based. And it's so entertaining for my life, Tanner. (sighs) How's life going for you? Life's pretty good. I'm impressed with your level of almost maniacal optimism. That sounds intense. Oh, yes. I've passed the point of kind of my usual bubbly optimistic self, and now I'm just being very aggressively optimistic. And it seems to be working in my favor so far, so hopefully I can return to that happy place at one point (laughs) in the future. And I'll try to siphon some of that off for myself because I have a headache I was battling some really intense wind earlier when I was outside walking, thought I was going to fall over, which is an impressive feat on its own, but I'm doing pretty well overall. That wind was no joke. Uh, There was also a really bad lightning storm, like a flash lightning storm, and it was kind of funny because I had to like corral or help corral all of these children uh, at the school I work at, so I was kind of late to this, so Tanner's also dealing with my tardiness, which I appreciate. Thank you. You're fine. I was just popping antacids to get my stomach to calm down because I also have a stomach ache on top of the headache. It's great. How are we even functioning right now? Oh, I I have no idea. (laughs) It's a miracle. But we're going to soldier on. We're going to start with these US chart entries. Debuting at number 96, there's a song that Caitlin desperately wanted me to talk about that I'm most certainly not going to talk about. That's I've Been Waiting by Lil Peep and I Love McConan featuring Fall Out Boy. Caitlin, you got five seconds. It's so weird. I like certain parts of it and other parts I absolutely detest. Is that five seconds? Oh, I guess we have to move on. Yep. We got to move on. But if you have more thoughts on it or want to talk about it with Caitlin, tweet us, write us, etc. In the meantime, at number 92, we've got Calma by Pedro Capo and Faruco. The first of many Juice World songs debuts at number 91 with Flaws and Sins. Rumor by Lee Bryce debuts at number 88. At number 85, we have Fletcher, all caps. And she debuts with her song, Undrunk. Khalid debuts at number 77 with his song, My Bad. Right above that, at number 75, there's Here With Me by Marshmallow featuring Churches. And from here on out, it's just Juice World. At number 65, 47, and 41, you've got Maze, Fast, and Empty. All tracks taken from his new album, Hitting the Charts, at number one, Death Race for Love. Which has possibly my favorite album cover in recent memory it's made out to look like a playstation one game it's great caitlin what's happening over in the uk lots of things but we're gonna start at the bottom like we always do at number 98 we have clean bandit featuring ellie golding with the song mama one step above that at 97 we have the song birds by m huncho number 82 Foles debuts with in degrees Two of Us by Lewis Tomlinson debuts at number 64. At number 61, we have Khalid with My Bad. 
It's a parallel with the U.S. side. Tanner's swaying. That might be an indicator of something we might talk about soon. <laughs> so I Am by Ava Max debuts at number 50. At number 42, we have Marshmallow featuring Churches with the song Here With Me. Only one Juice World song debuts on the UK official charts last week, and that was Fast at number 41. And now we enter into my favorite little place. This is the Dave Block. His album came out, also debuted at number one. Location, that's Dave featuring Burna Boy, debuted at number 11. And then two top 10 entries at number nine. You have Stratum by Dave and... The highest entry on the UK official charts last week was Dave featuring Jay Huss with the song Disaster. But before we get to that, Tanner, tossing it back to you. So the two songs I'm going to talk about this week might seem like an odd pairing. They might seem like they don't have a lot in common. But I'm actually going to make the argument that they have a lot of similarities beyond their genre differences. And specifically, I think both of these songs succeed for reasons that have to do primarily with things that aren't the melody. Instead, I think with these songs, I think they succeed because of their atmosphere, their, to use an overused word, vibe. So to start, I want to talk about Rumor. I want to talk about Lee Bryce. This is Bryce's first appearance on Chart Chat, but certainly not his first appearance on the Hot 100. Bryce is a country musician originally from Sumter, South Carolina, and he's got a string of country hits dating back to about 2009. That year, his song Love Like Crazy hit number three on the country chart, number 45 on the Hot 100, and eventually went platinum a couple years later. And since that song, Bryce has landed five other tracks on the country top ten, including the number one hit A Woman Like You, and three of his songs even broke the top 40 of the Hot 100. However, since then, Bryce's most recent output has kind of relatively underperformed his fourth uh, self-titled album came out in november 2017 and it only hit number 36 on the hot 100 and just for comparison's sake his previous album debuted at number five on that same chart so a fairly substantial drop and what's more this self-titled album is bryce's only album to not be certified gold yet even now about a year and a half after its release and that album's lead single, Boy, only reached number 14 on the country chart. So it remains to be seen if that album's new single, Rumor, the song we're talking about this week, will perform any better. I'm going to keep an eye on it over the coming weeks to see if it rises. Right now it's at number 20 on the country chart. But in the meantime, let's listen to a clip. Once again, this is Lee Bryce with his song, Rumor. Shut them down till I'm all crazy. I can do whatever you want me to do, baby. Or you could lay one on me right now. We could really give up something to talk about. There's a rumor going round about me and you stirring up a little town the last week or two. So tell me why we even trying to deny this feeling. I feel it, don't you feel it too? There's a rumor going round and round. Talking girl, should we 
There's a rumor going round so I'm super, super conscious about how my description of why I think the song works might delve into Tanner's brand of cliche phrases and words, but I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers that I will try to avoid that. I just really admire specifically the accompaniment on the song. There's a really nice stereo spread to the drums. If you go back, you listen to some of the drum fills. It'll go sort of from left to right or right to left across the field. You've got that bed of an organ that sort of hangs in the background, leaves plenty of space for the guitar to enter. But the guitar kind of comes in and comes out. It's not this omnipresent force. And the guitar also really works well for me on the solo. Uh, Everything really breathes on this song. And because of that, you can pick up on these really small details, like the way the vibrato at the ends of the phrases in the solo sort of trail off. It's like you can hear the, hear the guitarist's finger on the fretboard. It's all just a really smart way to play into these songs' lyrics. Those lyrics that I'm sure Caitlin adores are all about how unbothered Bryce and a woman are about the rumors that swirl around them. Maybe they'll get together, maybe they won't. There's no rush. And the very first thing that reminded me of, I think even they almost kind of name-check the song that I'm thinking of in the chorus, reminds me of Bonnie Raitt, reminds me of her classic 1991 hit, Something to Talk About. We're not going to play a clip, but, you know, let's give them something to talk about. Classic song. Go check it out. I don't think Rumor's quite as good, but that's okay. I don't know. It's a solid tune. Caitlin? Prepare yourselves. I had a conversation with someone I work with about this song, and she said that my opinion on it put our friendship in jeopardy. So I am walking a very fine line here, people, but I'm going to be true to myself. Here we go. If you will all recall the Florida Georgia Line song that Tanner chose to talk about a few weeks ago titled Talk You Out of It, I brought up a questionable subgenre of R&B country, and maybe I was wrong in making the assertion that Florida Georgia Line's kind of wooing R&B tune was a flash in the pan, uh, because I think Lee Bryce falls right into this I would say crossover hit. I think it might be a hit at this point. And maybe, just maybe, this could be the state of country for the foreseeable future. I'd love to have a conversation about it. Email me. Moving on again. I would like to take a step back, as we did from Florida Georgia Line, from the sentiment of this song, which can be quite nice if you don't really look or dig that deep into it. And I will be Caitlin. Here we go. If anyone any man were to come up to me and say, there's a rumor going around about me and you stirring up our little town the last week or two, so tell me, why even try to deny this feeling? I feel it too, don't you? There's a rumor going around. What do you say we make it true? Like, no thanks. Just tell me that you like me. Anyway, something a little more relevant and less sassy is my musical association. Tanner talked a little bit about the instrumentation. I thought it was really nice, kind of relaxing. There was some interesting panning stuff going on. 
And it reminded me a lot of Bruce Springsteen from the early 2000s. I'm thinking the slower songs, uh, like Into the Fire, really anything from his album The Rising. Uh, I think I even listened to a track recently, The River, that reminded me of this. But anyway, I'm not a huge fan of the song, but I do appreciate it for what it's worth. I think it's catchy, and I appreciate the crossover nature of the tune. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for having us. I don't know if I'm quite as bullish as you are on the song's uh, capability to climb, but I would like to see it. It'd be cool, even if I don't think it'll necessarily happen. But a song that I do think, or at least an artist I do think, is going to continue to rise from its debut this week, My Bad by Khalid. You know Khalid. We've talked about him before. And I'm going to pull out my soapbox here because before I talk about what he's been up to recently... I need to issue a retroactive apology, uh, self-correction. Caitlin knows what's coming next. (laughs) So back last year, when we were talking about Black's song, Pretty Little Fears, I expressed some frustration with Khalid's song, Better, that had also debuted that week. We didn't talk about it. I just kind of mentioned it as a brief point of comparison. And now here in 2019, I want to go on record, have it officially noted, that I was entirely, undoubtedly, excessively, obscenely wrong. I kind of cooled a bit on Black's album, East Atlanta Love Letter. I still think it's good, but my affection for that has cooled. But on the flip side, I have been completely obsessed with the song Better by Khalid for months now. I think it's one of the best songs of last year. Absolutely. I think it will go top 10. And no joke, like actually... I bug Caitlin every single week when I look at the charts. One of the first things I look for is, did better climb? And of course the answer is yes, because like I said, it's going top 10. In case you're curious, it's at uh, number 19 and still climbing, still gaining in performance. And I think maybe that recent SNL performance might also help it further along. I'm excited for your text next week, Tanner. I anticipate it will crack the top 10, as you say. It did better. I'm not going to know what to do with myself if it doesn't, but anyway... (laughs) We're going to bring us back on track. We're going to talk about My Bad, which is the second single from Khalid's upcoming sophomore album, Free Spirit. It's due to come out on April 5th. And of course, on the heels of my better obsession, I'm very excited. The first single for this album, Free Spirit, was called Talk. I don't know about Caitlin, but I was kind of indifferent to it. Did you feel any differently about about Talk? No, I don't even remember what it sounds like. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it sounded nice, but there wasn't a lot to grab onto there. But this song, My Bad... This is something else. This is... Let's listen. But before we play a clip, we're going to listen with a twist. So we're going to start this clip with a couple measures of a metronome at the song's tempo, which is 85 beats per minute. And if you can, I want you to count along to four in tempo with the song and keep doing it when the song starts playing for as long as you can, or at least until you get a good sense of what the song sounds like. So, you know, something in the the neck of the woods of... uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and so on. So we're going to, again, start with the metronome, and that's going to fade into a clip here again. This is Khalid, my bad. Can't count up the times you blow my line. And that's been on my mind a lot. Be my baby 
wish I was working. Uh huh. Yeah. Knowing me up, you've been wildin'. We was cool, yeah, we was vibin'. Gotta put my phone on silent. So my, 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 my bad. Knowing me up, you've been wildin'. We were cool, yeah, we was vibin'. Gotta put my phone on silent. So the rhythmic phrasing of this song is really bizarre and we're discovering here as we record new layers of how it's bizarre because as we'll hear, Caitlin had a totally different read on this song's rhythms than I did. But before we get to that, I'm going to give my my spiel, my read. And in uh, gathering my thoughts for this, I actually had to consult with our resident theory head, Rami Stuckey, another grad student in the program, uh, just to make sure that I had wrapped my head around this correctly because I really wasn't sure. So the reason I sort of brought in that exercise, I'm assuming that listeners at home found it hopefully kind of tricky to keep count, and that's because of the way the guitars and the chorus melody interact with the beat. If you just listen to the beat, it's very straightforward 4-4. Four, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. But the guitars on the fourth beat of every other measure you have what feels like a downbeat from the guitars that are playing this chord together. Then that chord hangs over the bar line. It sort of persists until partway through the following bar, and then the guitars finish their phrase on beat three, but there's still that fourth beat left hanging, which is why you get that weird chord that only lasts that one beat. Here. Before the start of the next two bar phrase. And because of that, because you have these sort of irregular phrasings, I actually heard the song in alternating measures of 3 4 and 5 4 for the longest time. And sometimes they still kind of do. Uh, you could totally count it that way. Uh, for the sake of time, I won't play another clip, but if you're interested, go back. Listen to the clip again and try that counting pattern. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Three, five, three, five. It kind of works. It's really strange. And I could say more about how it suits the tumultuous kind of frustrated themes of the lyrics really well. Or how as the song goes on you get more of these reverb heavy uh, sort of backing vocals that have this very spacious feel that make me want to sort of stretch my arms out like Khalid on the album art for Free Spirit, but I'll leave it there. I just think it's a really cool song. Caitlin, I know you've got other thoughts on the more tonal elements of the song, but can you talk just briefly about how you're hearing these rhythms? Because as I mentioned, we just discovered that you have a very different read on it. What's up? Yeah, I mean, it was funny playing that clip in the studio and just being totally on different pages in terms of rhythm because I think of you more as the rhythm guy and not me I guess Uh, so I could be totally wrong and off base here whatever but I'll go for it so I'll preface this by saying that I am teaching a not like a unit but we're I'm theming a concert and trying to incorporate as much African-American music as possible into kind of a concert band concert And I discovered a really cool Aretha Franklin medley that I'm having the band kids perform. And it's not easy teaching band kids, one, like groove, two, how to swing beats, and 
I've just found myself kind of on a back foot in terms of like, okay, you guys have to feel offbeats. You have to feel syncopation and, you know, all this stuff. So I guess that's the hat I'm wearing on this. So when Tanner played that clip and I kind of came in with the metronome, I was like, all you have to do is feel the offbeat, right? And you can stay perfectly in four if you just consistently stick with the offbeat. No, that's fascinating because I didn't hear that at all because you were playing the metronome and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool having it on the offbeat. I never would have thought of that. And you're like, wait, no, that, that's just like, that's where the pulse is. And I was like, wait, what? So. <laughs> Wild. We learned something today. It's super cool. Um, okay. I want to talk briefly about the melody here because that's what stuck in my ears uh, on first listen. So we're really covering all the bases in terms of rudiments today. Wow. We're so good, Tanner. There's this one very small intervallic passage in the hook, and I'm going to play it for you just so you can get it in your ears before I say all that I need to say. So all that two-second clip contained was just a little minor third dropping to a major second. So all it is is F going to A flat, going to G. But I'd like to make a larger point that this entire hook is melodically so close the notes just aren't that far apart from each other I hear the song I don't know if this is right but a flat major is kind of the key we're working in and it kind of floats all over the place it spends a lot of time in the minor six kind of like that f minor chord range and I don't know it's all of Khalid's songs are kind of very gauzy and chill but I'm going to play another clip just so you can hear that small passage in the context of the actual hook. So again, here's just the beginning of that chorus or hook. As you can probably tell from those two little clips, this entire song kind of remains in Khalid's cool, relaxed zone. He never really reaches for any notes. And I'm guessing that that's kind of contributing to his overall persona or what he's going for as an artist. And I just, I kind of wonder how this carries over into live performances. Tanner, I don't know if you've seen any videos recently, but I would maybe go so far to say, and I love Khalid, don't get me wrong, but maybe it makes for a little bit of a boring live show i haven't seen any performances of the song in particular but i will say as i messaged you earlier today i'm concerned about khalid's live singing i haven't done a ton of digging beyond looking for live performances of better because i'm so obsessed with it and i was looking before the snl performance and all i could find were fan clips where he sounded rough and even on the snl performance he doesn't sound great but it's a little more acceptable but i share your hesitance in terms of how the song would translate into a live setting but in terms of a studio setting i'm completely smitten and it was it was this was probably my favorite song of the week i'd, I'd probably say but caitlin you're gonna start us with a song that was neither of our favorite songs of the week what you got haha <laughs> so i figured if i'm going to gush about dave then i have to have a song that's on the other end of my taste spectrum therefore we are starting with here with me that's marshmallow featuring churches so this collaboration is brought to us by philadelphian dj christopher comstock and glasgow-based trio churches and 
in my book at least, it is possibly one of the biggest disappointments and has made me very confused in terms of songs on the charts this year. Anyway, let's start with Chris, otherwise known as Marshmallow. He's 26 years old, and he became famous for remixing songs by other DJs, including Jack U. That's a duo made up of Skrillex and Diplo, for those of you that don't know. And Zed. Marshmallow has not achieved the coveted number one spot in the UK official charts yet, but he did get close last year with Happier. That was a collab track featuring Bastille, and it reached number two on the charts. And surprise, it sounds eerily similar to the track you're about to hear. But sit tight, because we have to talk about Churches. Churches is a synth-pop slash, I found out about the genre researching this week, indie-tronica band that has been around for a bit longer than Marshmallow. They formed in 2011, but some of the band members have known each other and have been playing music together since the early 2000s, so they go way back. The band consists of members Lauren Mayberry, Ian Cook, and Martin Doherty. And, get this, even though all three of Church's studio albums have ranked in the top 10 on the UK album chart, only one of their singles have cracked the UK top 40. And that was the song The Mother We Share back from 2013. Isn't that insane? Like, their albums did so well, but singles-wise, not not so hot. Something that confused me was that EDM.com put out an article recently about this song in particular that you're about to hear and claimed that Marshmallow, quote, continues to expand his list of high-profile collaborators. Uh... Wouldn't you think it's the other way around? I feel like I hear the name Marshmallow way more than I hear the name Churches, Tanner. I mean, it probably depends on what sort of circles you hang out in. Like, Churches is... Churches feels like Passion Pit or another one of those, like, I like indie, but I also sometimes like electronics group. We're going to get back to that, so bookmark that. But I want to break things up with a fun fact for a second. Tanner, guess what they call people from Glasgow? Glasgeese. No! Possibly the best word spoken on this podcast to date. Glaswegians. <laughs> I like Glasgeese better, but that's still pretty good. <laughs> anyway, sorry for goofing around, guys. I'm sure you expect it at this point, though. Okay. You are about to hear two genres collide in the form of two and a half minute lower top 50 pop neutrality once again. This is here with me. Can I tell you something just between you and me? When I hear your voice, I know I'm finally free. Every single word is perfect as it can be. And I need you here with me. When you lift me up, I know that I'll never fall. I can speak to Pain in 
to start, okay, we'll start out probably with my most scathing critique and then we'll move into things that are more fun. Churches could have made this track without Marshmallow and quite frankly should have. I think if it was a longer form, it wasn't burdened by those, I think, two synth sounds and then the 808s that come in. I think churches could have come up with something way better on their own based on even just listening to The Mother We Share or any of their other songs. Obviously, I'm not really being kind because I'm kind of at my wits end with really mediocre pop EDM crossover midway billboard stuff. Like, I I just want there to be room for other things. So I'm going to try my best to articulate what in particular fails to capture my fancy about the song we'll start with the vocal melody i don't like this 16th dotted eighth combo it's a little bit too jolty to open a song for my taste and here it is again just in case you forgot like tanner probably did (laughs) can i tell you something just between you and me so the solo guitar in the verses juxtaposed to this I guess maybe club heavy synth chorus. It's just way too different for my ears. And I just kind of question what Marshmallow is actually doing here other than adding, like I said before, the really simple 808s and super simple synth lines. Like I think almost anyone I know could do that, including children. Anyway, last thing, last thing. And this is the fun part, guys. I think this is the kind of song that prompts people, especially my students actually, to make incorrect assumptions and claims that all pop music sounds the same. It's made of the same four chords, blah, 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 blah. It's really not. There's more to pop than that rockist critique or classicist critique. I have a lot of kids into classical music that make assertions like that they don't even listen to pop it's really funny anyway just for kicks before we hear from tanner on this one i want to play you a little creation of my own what i'm gonna do here is layer marshmallows happier with bastille that one i mentioned before over top of this song for your listening pleasure here you go friends enjoy Okay, Tanner, now that we've heard the music that people are greeted with at the gates of hell, what do you have to offer in terms of commentary? I have about as much to offer as Marshmallow does. I (laughs) take issue with your previous description of the song as one of the biggest disappointments of the year because that implies a degree of expectation that I am physically incapable of summoning when it comes to Marshmallow's music. As you can probably tell, Marshmallow is one of those musicians that challenges my desire to avoid needless snark. It's very difficult. 
And the song is a really good example of why. As you kind of already alluded to, you know what the song sounds like before you even listen. You know it's going to have that guitar progression that I can't believe we're still enduring after years of having it trotted out. You know it's going to have the most basic obnoxious chorus hook that is actually worse than those on Chainsmokers tracks because those are at least catchy. The whole thing is just lazy. And I realize I'm probably making it sound like I think the song is outright bad when I think it's more just boring. But Marshmallow is just so consistently boring in the most blatant, pandering way possible that the song is just, it it is actively irritating for what it represents than what it actually sounds like. Uh, No, please no. Please go away, Marshmallow. I'm sorry. I know that's harsh. I just really, like, I know people make these arguments about the Chainsmokers, but I find the Chainsmokers a lot more tolerable than Marshmallow. I should just stop because I'm being needlessly catty. Back to you, Caitlin. Dave to the rescue. Here we go, everyone. What you've all been waiting for. Dave's first studio album has arrived, debuting at the coveted number one spot on the UK official charts last week. I'm not even going to try to contain myself, everyone. I am utterly, completely, over the moon, excited. Dave posted all of these adorable Instagram stories and Snapchats encouraging his followers and fans to keep streaming and buying the album so that it would reach the number one spot. And it did. And it just, it gives me the warm fuzzies. It's really nice. Nitty Gritty, the album officially dropped on March 8th. And it's fair to say that the world is now really starting to take notice of this talented 20-year-old rapper that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. In kind of a An odd move, I would say. Dave released a single 24 hours before the album dropped. It debuted at the number nine spot on the UK official charts last week. Let's listen to kick things off to Stratum. Look, I grew up in Streatham. Teachers were giving man tests. Same time the man them were giving out testers. I got pen kings giving man stress. I ain't got it, message or text it. I don't wanna do you and I like I'm in Leicester, skipping my lectures. We used to ride round all pets that's Jillian Vespers. And the feds got my broski restless. Said he got a charge on a car, no Tesla. And everybody round me. I walk in, tell a jewel and wow me. If you're talking about peace, just loud me. 19, I put 19 on an Audi. I'll never forget that day that I found me. The cutest caramel brownie. And the both bouncy. Trust me, everything shake, no Saudi. My G just came out for And Ram's done a madness charting. So the man got something in common. Cause trust me, both of the things been barking. I love it so much. So much. Okay. As you can probably tell, guys, I'm going to take you through a tour of the album based on the tracks that we see on the charts this week. Little bit of critical acclaim here. I'd like to call attention to Pitchfork in particular. So they call this 11-track masterpiece an urban opera, which I think is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I thought it was an interesting label worthy of being spoken on this podcast. Moving on. Pitchfork gave the album a glowing review, as well as Alexis Petridis, head rock and pop critic for The Guardian. He called the album, quote, 
the boldest and best British rap album in a generation. That's massive. Continuing on, The Independent called Psychodrama, the album, quote, the most thoughtful, moving, and necessary album of 2019 so far. So before we play a clip of the next song, I kind of want to talk about the album's concept and something that might be missed if you were just to listen to the three tracks in our playlist this week. The album is titled Psychodrama, and that's a form of psychotherapy in which patients role-play different events from their past to kind of heal and make sense of themselves and their lives and their place in the universe and things like that. And I read a few articles recently as well as when I was taking Fred Moss's Music and the Inner World class at UVA grad seminar. It was kind of like a seminar on music and what would you call it Tanner because you are also in the class basically just an uh an overlap between psychoanalysis and music studies that's a word I was looking for psychoanalysis that I forgot darn sorry Fred okay so I read a few articles from that class just to kind of refresh and also a couple of newer ones and a couple of the articles claim certain things about how minority communities can dominantly or predominantly rather hold stigmatizing beliefs about mental illness and going to therapy. They kind of place a weakness barrier around it. So if you go seek help, you kind of get ostracized from your community, in other words. So there have been studies that can back this up. And I just think it's really cool that Dave connects the entire album using recordings from therapy sessions. I think it sends a really great message to all young people about allowing yourself to kind of get help. And it's great if you do. And I just want to play a quick example of the therapy interludes that connect the tracks. Uh, They're not at the end of every single track, but this one is from the track titled Environment. And it kind of seamlessly segues into this whopping 11-minute freestyle that tackles the topic of domestic violence, and that track is titled Leslie. It's in our playlist this week. Okay, here's an interlude. So looking at it from another perspective, playing devil's advocate, considering you know you're obviously becoming famous, so to speak, but you still deal with a lot of issues on a human level, Do you ever just sit and wonder about the stories behind the people you meet day by day? Does it make you feel grateful in a weird way for your life and problems? I know I'm talking a lot here. We're getting to another song soon, I promise. I'm excited. So a lot of the great feedback here from different media outlets has to do with the effort uh, to normalize therapy in addition to this really biting sociopolitical content of most of Dave's raps on this album. And the raps just totally slice through Dave's go-to kind of thin and piano-heavy but expertly produced instrumentals. Keep that in mind as we listen to this next track. This one features Afrobeat superstar Burna Boy and British Ghanaian producer J5. He works a lot with Jay Huss. And this track debuted at number 11 last week. This is called Location. If you send me the location, 
then I'll be right there. Then make her come check you, my baby. No time, no. And my dog is on probation. Another five years. And bring girls to his location. No time, no. Send me the location. This year about vacation. Flight catching, train taking. Soon as the rough probation. Your boyfriend's on a waiting thing, looking for one wish on a Ray J thing. I prayed that girl, outrageous thing, but she can't see cause I got shades and thing. Bare girls wanna throw shade and thing, no shade with shade is your foundation in. Darkest grey, the shade I'm in. 49 more if your babes want sin. I had me a famous thing, goals and things, gains and things. My house party, a babe station. Girls wanna chase his status thing. Overall, I'm just so impressed with Dave's ability to balance this album out with lighter tracks like the one you just heard compared to the heavier tracks like Stratum, the track we opened with, and Leslie, the one that you should definitely check out in our playlist. It literally took my breath away. I had to pull over while I was listening to it in the car. The last track I'm going to play for you, it's Disaster. It's our highest debut on the UK official charts last week. It just walks this menacing line between kind of lighter Dave and heavy Dave and you can feel that in the sample that's used again just breathtaking I'm speechless this is disaster featuring Jay Huss Make a one trip there, just to make a one thing clear. Then fly out to Edinburgh. I'm so fly, I might just pop my collar. Need a zoo pizza roll. Left eye, look through your soul. I'm blinded by love while I'm winking at you. I'm thinking out loud, so you know I'm always thinking about you. Same time, I don't think I'm too irrational. Beefing with babies, catch a man raving. We're taking your paper, you're yakking your ladies. Fist fight, this bitch bites like it's rabies. Drop from your baby, catch him there. I'm standing here, bumped into Dave by the Santander. You was in the same spot you was in last year. He said life ain't fair. I know a man who lived life in fair. This time last year, you on the same block standing there. Smoking, gossiping, chatting bare. Don't tell me that you ain't involved. Okay, guys, as you can tell, I'm extremely, extremely impressed with this album as a whole. And I'd like to end by drawing a parallel that unfortunately we didn't get to talk a lot about this week, but that I see over in the U.S. charts. So you might recall the three highest entries on Tanner's chart this week are from another 20-year-old rapper struggling with anxiety and depression, and that's Juice World. That comes from his most recent album and he tackles a lot of the same stuff that Dave does they come from similar backgrounds and from different continents and it's something that I'm hoping to pursue as a dissertation one day Tanner this is the time when we tell the people why they've listened so long to the podcast tell them what they want to hear after a heated mighty struggle no, nah, it basically came down to either Khalid or Dave, and we both agreed that, what are we going with, Stratum? Is that, is that how we're pronouncing Stratum. it? Stratum. Stratum, Stratum, Stratum. It's our pick of the week. I, I had a realization when I was listening to the song most recently. You know, I first listened to it at night when I was on a walk, and that was basically the perfect situation to listen to that song. And I had the realization that I have a really hard time putting into words why I think 
Dave is such a fantastic rapper. I think a lot of people have very understandably and justifiably focused on his lyrical content. He has a really sharp eye for evoking setting, like you've talked about before, and character and interpersonal relationships, and that's all great, but I'm generally bad at paying attention to lyrics. That's not what it is. I think the production on all three of these songs, particularly on Stratum, is really fantastic. These beats are really good, but they don't draw a ton of attention to themselves in a lot of ways. They're very spacious, but they do what they're supposed to do, which is be there, be the bed for Dave to do his thing. There is just something so ineffable about Dave's voice. His flow on Stratum in particular reminds me a bit of his flow on Funky Friday at times, but there's just something... It's really hard to describe without falling back cliches. He has the X factor. He has it with a capital I, whatever. And it makes it sound like a really <laughs> arbitrary thing to say. Yeah, I really think Dave is a fantastic rapper. But if you go back and listen to the way he hits some of those syllables at the starts of phrases, if you listen to the way he shifts his flow when that B section comes in towards the end of the track with that extra synth line, it's just the small things that I think really add up to a really impressive picture. And I actually haven't listened to the entire album, which I'm a little self-conscious of. I have listened to all of A Death Race for Love. We're kind of running long here as is, and we're not going to do a full a full dive into the Juice World album. But I don't see the same nuance, I suppose. I don't hear that in Death Race for Love like I do in these tracks from Psychodrama, which I'm kind of bummed to say. But... Stratum, fantastic track, pick of the week. Caitlin, I'm starving. I need food. So you want to close this out here? <laughs> I can certainly do that. Thank you guys so much for listening to Chart Chat. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find a Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ChartChatCast. Also, don't forget to drop us a little review. We'd love to hear from you. And please send us your song suggestions if you would like to hear us do an episode on your favorite artist. We'd love to hear from you. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Charchat is also a proud member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And we'll catch you next week. I got paintings giving me stress. I ain't got a it message or text it. I don't wanna do you and I like I'm in Leicester, skipping my lectures. We used to roll round all stupid, Mitchum Lane, that Stratum and Tootin. I'm in East trying to link my girl, cause I got a baby a crossbow like Cupid. Man, I dead her in jail, that's useless. Tell her you if you got a brain, then use it. Now I drive past, man, I went school with you was the cool kid. Now you look clueless. And I'm still trying to tell man that I'll be switching for a Benz when you're trying to make it out the ends. Friends of any-